Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. When they realize their spiritual poverty, they begin to mourn. There's a deep sense of sorrow over their sin and over the sin of the world. Something happens inside of us as we are poor in spirit, and then we begin to mourn. There's this deep sense of repentance over our sin. Something happens. We become meek. We become meek in our relationship to God and in our relationship to man. Pastor Ed continues to study the Beatitudes in today's message. He begins with a reminder to us that the Beatitudes build upon each other and really become more difficult as they progress. First, we have recognized our weakness as humans and that we can only be changed by God's grace. Then we begin to mourn the sins that have separated us from God Himself. Finally, as we will learn today, we become meek, humble, and ready to accept the great gift that God is also ready to hand us. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 5, for part one of his message entitled, The Meek. We're in a series on the Beatitudes, and I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel. I want to read just one verse of Scripture. In Matthew, we have... I consider some of the most profound teaching in all of Scripture. If there were one portion of Scripture that I would aspire to, it would be Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount. To live the Sermon on the Mount is really the highest aim and the highest goal of any follower of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 5, Verse 5, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. When I say meek, immediately in some of you there's a reaction. I don't want to be meek. The reason for that is sometimes we're imposing on Scripture a cultural understanding of meekness. In fact, the dictionary defines meekness as weakness. But that's not what the Bible means when it speaks about meekness. It's not someone who is shy and just naturally reclusive. Meekness is power under control. In fact, the Greek writers would use the word meek for a wild animal that had been domesticated. A horse that had been trained or a donkey that had been disciplined. The word meekness really means the idea of balance. The idea of someone who is strong but yet gentle. Powerful but yet kind, someone who is under control. In the Beatitudes, they progressively become more and more difficult. They're built one upon the other. You can't be meek without first being poor in spirit and mourning for your sins. See, to be poor in spirit recognizes I have nothing within me to commend me to God. 
I'm a spiritual bankrupt. I come to God without anything in my hands. And I'm accepted on one basis alone, God's grace. So when a person is poor in spirit, they recognize that they're a beggar at heaven's gates. They have nothing to commend themselves to God. And then when they realize their spiritual poverty, they begin to mourn. There's a deep sense of sorrow over their sin and over the sin of the world. Something happens inside of us as we are poor in spirit and then we begin to mourn. There's this deep sense of repentance over our sin. Something happens. We become meek. We become meek in our relationship to God and in our relationship to man. And I'd like us to think about how that is related especially to God. Our meekness in our relationship to God. In Matthew 5, 5 it reads, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. To be meek means you're ruled by God. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus was under the control of God the Father. He said, everything I do, I do in obedience to God the Father. A meek person is someone who is under the control of God Almighty. That's why Jesus was so powerful. That's why Jesus was so strong as a man. Because he was ruled by God the Father. A meek man is mastered by the master. To be meek means that we're mastered by nothing else than God. Some people are mastered by fear, the fear of men. But a meek person is mastered by the fear of God. They have a deep sense of reverence and awe. They're under the control of God Almighty. A meek person is going to have a response to God's word that's different than the world. In James chapter 1, verse 21, it reads, And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. The idea is that when God speaks, that person responds and obeys. There's an incredible illustration of that in the life of King David. King David had sinned. He had lived a backslidden life for one whole year. But at the end of that year, his chaplain, Nathan the prophet, came and told him a story. And David pronounced judgment on that individual in the story. And Nathan all of a sudden turns around and says to David, David, you're the man. Now the king could have taken Nathan's life. He could have responded by executing the prophet. And Nathan was taking his own life into his hands when he approached David but what did David do? David responded by saying, I've sinned. He repented. He didn't argue. He didn't try and debate. He repented. In contrast, the prior king to David was King Saul. And Saul's chaplain came to him, Samuel the prophet. And Samuel rebuked Saul, and Saul made all sorts of excuses. The people made me do it. Finally, 
Samuel cornered him and he said, I've sinned. And he did it in a casual way, just trying to pass over it. And the judgment of God rested on Saul. How we receive the word. When God speaks to us, do we obey? When God speaks out of his word, do we listen? Has God ever rebuked you and corrected you? Or do you take the culture of your day and argue with God and say, Well, God, your word might say this, but this is what the society says. A meek person submits to the word of God. Something else. Not only are they ruled by the word of God, but by the will of God. It's seen especially in the life of Job. Job recognized God's sovereignty in his own life. Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the midst of the tragedies that knocked on Job's door, Job said, God, you've given and you've taken. Everything I have is from your hand. He didn't remonstrate with God. Even later on, in Job chapter 13, it says this, though he slay me, yet Will I trust him? A meek person leaves their lives in God's hands. They trust God with tomorrow. They trust God to be their defender. They trust God to take care of them. They're under God's government. They're ruled by God. Someone who's meek is ruled by God, but not only is he ruled by God, but he is guided by God. He is guided by God. In Psalm 25, verse 9, it says, The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. A meek person does not walk in worldly wisdom and in carnal ways. A meek individual is like Jesus. You could watch Jesus, strong but yet gentle. It says, a bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not quench. It's speaking about those weak in faith. Jesus was so gentle with people. So gentle with the weak and the frail. But on the other hand, ask the money changers in the temple. When Jesus cleaned out the temple from those dishonest people, those money changers. Ask them. If Jesus was reclusive. Ask them if he was shy. No, he chased them out. Ask the Pharisees who were filled with hypocrisy and who were the brunt of Jesus' condemnation. No, a meek person is bold. A meek person is guided by God. But with Jesus, you notice that Jesus was angry at the right time with the right amount of anger in the right way, oftentimes we're angry for the wrong thing. Someone irritates us. Someone blocks our goals. Someone interferes with what we want to do. And suddenly we become irritated and angry. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. A meek person is going to be guided by God even in their emotions. They're under the control of God. 
and they will display anger in the right way. For the Bible says, be angry and sin not. How do you do that? Be under the control of the Spirit. Anger isn't an emotion. We ought to be angry at the wrong things. We ought to be angry at prejudice. We ought to be angry at injustice. We ought to be angry at the things that grieve the heart of God. Meek people don't sit by passively watching the world pass them by. We're not a doormat. But meek people are willing to be angry about what angers the heart of God. Jesus was angry at what was wrong. Are we being shaped by the hand of the master? A meek person who is governed and guided by God, his life is being then molded by God. Now, meekness reflects in our relationship to God and that we submit to him, but it is also reflected in our relationship with others. A meek individual, someone who has recognized their poverty of spirit, someone who has mourned over their sins, they've come to know their heart, is going to relate to others in a proper way. Meekness is essentially a true view of oneself expressing itself in an attitude of conduct with respect to others. I'll read that again. Meekness is essentially a true view of oneself, expressing itself in an attitude of conduct with respect to others. First, your attitude towards yourself. If you're meek, you're not going to be proud because you know what's in your heart. You know that you're a sinner. And you know if the half were told, you'd have no friends. Because you know your own heart. You see the poverty of spirit. You've wept over your own sinful condition. And so a meek individual is someone who has the right view of themselves. Some people are so filled with self that all they think about is, what does she think about me? What does he think about me? What are they saying? Meekness will deliver you from the opinions of men. Because the worst they say about you, you know, there can be worse said about you. Because you know your own heart. You know, if they know the half of it. Because you've seen into the depths of your own heart. So a meek person is not trying to defend themselves. I'd like to read to you a quote. Meek man is not proud of himself. He does not in any sense glory in himself. He feels that there is nothing in himself of which he cannot boast. And Dr. Lloyd-Jones says, Meekness is essentially a true view of oneself, expressing itself in attitude and conduct with respect to others. The man who is truly meek is the one who is truly amazed that God and man can think of him as well as they do and treat him as well as they do. So a meek person says, I'm not getting what I deserve. If I got what I deserved, I'd be in hell. If I got what I deserved, I'd be under the judgment of God because they've recognized the depth of sin within their own heart. 
A meek individual has this attitude towards themselves where they're not trying to defend themselves. They're not consumed with themselves. They're not wrapped up in themselves. They know themselves to be sinners. And they know that they stand on one basis and one basis alone. It's God's wonderful grace. And their confidence is not in themselves, but their confidence is rather in God. So to be meek, it shapes your attitude towards yourself. If you're always concerned about your rights, if you're always trying to assert yourself, if you're always trying to justify yourself, if you're always concerned what light you're in, then you need to say, Lord, help me grow in this beatitude. Help me to be meek. Meekness expresses itself in our attitude towards others, towards ourselves, towards others. In Ephesians 4, 2, it reads... With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another. A meek person doesn't throw their weight around. They don't feel like, I've just walked into the room. Do you know who I am? A meek person is gentle with others and doesn't have the spirit of retaliation. An example of this would be found in the book of Numbers, the 12th chapter. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, Moses, God says of Moses this, that he was humble. He was meek more than any other man on the face of the earth. The context of this was Miriam and Aaron began to murmur and complain against Moses. They said, listen, God has spoken to us. What makes Moses think that he's the only spokesman for God? And they were upset about his marriage relationship with a Cushite woman. And they began to murmur and complain, and God became angry. The Bible story goes to say that God says this. He, God comes down and he begins to speak to Aaron and Miriam. And he said this. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. And when he left them, Miriam was filled with leprosy. God judged her. You know what Moses did? He went And he began to pray. He said, God, forgive, notice this, us. He said, heal, Miriam, forgive us. A meek person isn't out to call down the wrath of God on their neighbor who somehow allowed something to happen, the dog into their yard or something. A meek person isn't trying to all of us and, oh, that person crossed me or that person did this. Boy, I'm going to call down the judgment of God on them. Meekness. You don't even retaliate. And when people have done you wrong, you don't keep a record. When people have offended you, you're not an accountant marking down all the times that people have wronged you. Meek people don't have the spirit of retaliation in them. They leave 
their lives in God's hands. They say, God will avenge. God will take care of me. God will right all of the wrongs. Meek people are teachable in spirit because they realize how far they have to go. They realize how much further they need to go. And so a meek person has like this teachable spirit. You know, just in regular knowledge, the more you learn, the more you realize you need to learn. I remember Brother Greco, my home church pastor, when he got his doctorate, he said, I've learned one thing I know so little. I need to learn so much more. And that's true with meekness. We should be constantly growing, revising, constantly expanding our knowledge. The problem with many of us is our egos are so wrapped up in our opinions that if our views would ever change, it would devastate our self-esteem. A meek person is not like that. They walk humbly with God and humbly with others. They have a teachable spirit about them. And the last and the final point Meekness in relationship to the world. And I've chosen especially to focus on this point. The last and final point, meekness in relationship to the world. Notice the Bible says, blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. Now you might say, now wait a minute, pastor. The meek inheriting the earth? No, no, no. It's those who can climb to the top of the ladder on the wreckage of other people's lives. It's the most aggressive it's the person who puts themselves forward. It's the person who has a takeover attitude, who doesn't care who he hurts or whom she hurts. Well, Jesus, that's not what he said. In fact, in the Greek, it's emphatic. They, they only are the ones that inherit the earth. What Jesus was doing was he was quoting Psalm 37. He was quoting Psalm 37, verse 11. This has reference to both this present world and the world to come, today and tomorrow. In this present world, Psalm 37, 11, it reads, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. God says in the Old Testament, the meek shall inherit the earth. This psalm was a psalm filled with encouragement to trust God in the midst of adversities, in the midst of all of the tragedies that might happen in our life, we trust God, they'll inherit the earth, they'll delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Leo Tolstoy tells a story of a rich peasant who was greedy. And someone offered him all the land that he would want for a thousand rubles. The story goes in the story, and, and Tolstoy it really expresses a deep understanding of human nature. This peasant was greedy for more and more land. And so he took up the offer, thousand rubles, all the land I want. All I have to do is walk around that property, what I want, and I have to reach there by sunset, the very place I start. So he began the day, and he was walking and walking, as Lisa, uh, Tolstoy tells the story. And he went further and further out. Oh, I could get a little more, a little more. And finally, he realized it's pretty late. i got to start back. And he began to go back. And he began to realize that unless he began to run, and unless he began to race, he'd never reach 
the place of starting and he would lose a thousand rubles and he wouldn't get any land so he began to run and run with all of his might and he just crossed the starting point just as the sun was ready to set but he was exhausted and he died and Tolstoy said all we need is six feet from head to toe there are those who are constantly trying to get more and more and more of this world but you know this is my father's world the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 is one of the most well-known portions of scripture in the whole of the Bible in this text Jesus talks about loving our enemies fasting and properly judging each day here on Voice of Faith, Pastor Ed will be teaching through the Beatitudes. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Voice of Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Voice of Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Voice of Faith.